Coach, uh, like to respond to some comments made last night in Alabama? Uh, yes, I would. First of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this. It's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ. More importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. And they broke state laws. They're, they're, they're all money. They're, we bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen. And it's ridiculous. But when, when he's not on top and the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you've got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families. And Texas A&M, because we do things right, we're always going to do things right. But we're, not, we're always going to be here. We're doing a heck of a job. These coaches have done a great job. Our players have done a great job. The whole organization of recruiting people. It's despicable that we got to sit here at this level of ball and, and say these things to defend the people of this organization, the kids, 17-year-old kids and their families. It's amazing. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his, his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. And it's despicable. Welcome back to a very special episode of My Mom Thinks You're Dumb. I say that every time. Uh, if you're not sharing this with eight friends, make more friends and then share it with them because apparently you don't have eight friends that you care about. I love you so much for listening and please share it. Uh, my very special guest tonight on a very special episode because he actually planned this rundown and... I can't thank him enough because I, I pitched so many different topics to him and these are the three that he chose. So, um, super excited about it. Um, talking about some current events, talking about some historical things. Uh, my passion because I'm, uh, cognizant, the aficionado, a connoisseur of the cycling. So we're going to be talking about it with Mr. Pepe. Oh yeah. I'm so glad that you let me choose these topics, Bo. So I'm excited to talk about them. Well, I'm glad you're on. The people love you. Um, I love you. So glad you could uh, join in. We talk so often. These are topics that we've discussed. No, so man, it's, I, I'm glad to be on, man. And it's it's an honor to be what, like, at, what do you got, like, four recurring guests, and I'm, I'm ranked fourth. So it's nice. Well, who ranks those people? I mean, what are, what are you basing those on? Downloads? Yeah, I don't, sure. I don't you're fifth. You're fifth on downloads because of Bill Baldner. You're forgetting Bill Baldner. He's a very special guest. We've recorded the same episode twice. The second one, I did not bring the funk. He did, of course, because he's awesome. Um, that'll be coming out June, maybe July. I'm not sure. Our boffins are working on it, and uh, Harold's the best in the business, so I'm sure he's going to get something great. We're way off time right now already. I got a hard one-hour time limit on this. I've hit start on the timer several times, and nothing's happening. So we're, we really haven't started yet. I, said it for, I actually set it for 60 seconds. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we're out of time. See yeah. you next week. See you next week, brothers. Uh, and also, why are there not more uh, women listeners, Betty? How do we, how do we get the women uh, listeners? 
We need Listen, to talk about things that interest them. My wife tells me she really likes when the show has nothing to do about sports. Well, I talk about what I know about in our first topic, okay? But she told me to do a sports podcast, so I don't know. It makes no sense. Well, why is it translating this to seconds now? Okay, it says we have 34,000 seconds. That can't be right, right? I'm not good at I'm not a mathlete. I'm an athlete. 360 seconds. That that would be 10 minutes, right? <laughs> they had me uh, on the backup math team. Ding, ding. All right, here we go. I'll explain Sorry. this last thing, this uh, first thing we're talking about. You pick this rundown. So um, Nick Saban is in a little spat with uh, Jimbo Fixture. Wait, Fisher. Fixture? Fisher. Well, how do you say his last like name? Fisher. He's uh, the, the, like the toy company. Toys R Us. All right. Yeah. Jimbo Toys R Us is in a spat with Lord Saban. And I'll explain it in cycling terms so our audience can understand this because our audience is more cycling. Is huge. Right. Yeah. Apparently, it, we're, we're scoring really well on the, uh, um, the Tour de France market. No, it's on... Um, what was that thing we used to use to uh, download? Napster. Napster. We're big on Napster. Um, anytime I say a word that you don't understand, go ahead and hit me with a ding, and I will stop and explain it because I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a snob, but I'm smarter than you about this. So, all right. La lutte mais ton seven et la ton Jimbo. Um. All right, first off, let me say this. Nick is a road captain. Uh-huh. You understand what a road captain is, right? Yeah. Go ahead and explain to our guests, our, our audience, what a road in captain is. In cycling terms? Yeah, in cycling terms, yeah. <laughs> well, when uh, you're on a cycling team, you get to wear the, the same color spandex. But if you're the road captain, you get to wear a different color spandex. Spandex! Right, because he's in charge of the directors, sportifs, the drivers, the spotters, the advanced playing team. Yeah, I mean, of course. Well, that's one way to say it. Or you get to wear a different color spandex. It's whatever. Well, spandex is based on the team colors and also what position you're in in the race. Oh, and so, steroid and steroid usage. Nick does not allegedly use steroids. Well, well, now there's been some antler spray rumors, but okay. All right. Saban has the swan use. You know that. Swan use? You want to ding that one? Ding. All right. So in cycling, there's a team that actually helped uh, your Greg LeMans, your Lance Armstrongs. Uh, these are the guys that would actually ride back and get like a Nutrigrain bar or water and then quickly catch up uh, with Fury and give it to the people that are Supposed to win on their team? What would they do after they give it to them? Just like kind of kick back because they'd had to be tired after doing. Yeah, all they that, just right? they, yeah they basically ran a marathon on a bike. Um, so yeah, they're exhausted. But if you watch Nick Saban closely, there's always a guy right behind him with a little Gatorade cup of water for him. Cedric, I think it was the guy that helped. Uh, According to one of our friends, uh, his name was Virgil DiBiase, but he helped the million dollar man out and would, uh, after he stuffed the hundred dollar bill in his mouth, he's, after, getting su- he's getting sued by the state of Mississippi. We can't talk about him. All right. With, Allegedly, uh, all that stuff is alleged and I want to take it back with, with Brett Favre. Um, but yes, but, Virgil DiBiase, who is now under the guise of Cedric gives Nick Saban Gatorade. Correct. Right. Um, and he also has the uh, direct to sportifs. I think his grandmother did the same thing for Bear Bryant. I swear your grandmother, DiBiase. We're still on DiBiase. Okay. Right? All right. I thought we were talking about his spat with. Um... I'm explaining it in cycling terms. Oh, that's this right. A highly cultured podcast, Petty, and a family pod. I hope you remember that. Right. The director sportifs are the guys that go ahead 
advanced routing okay. and planning and want to, you know, like everybody knows it's. And hey, Saban's which one of these? He's hey, guess, he's a road captain. He's, he's the road captain. And what's the deal with the um, director sportifs? These, these are the people. guys that that go ahead and everybody knows. Hey, guess what we got tomorrow, boys? Fifty more miles. Hey, guess what we got tomorrow, boys? Fifty more miles. But these guys go out and ride that fifty miles and let you know. Hey, at mile twenty-seven, there's a sharp turn right. Hey, well, don't they just call them caddies? And and don't you have? Isn't that what a well, caddy does? They're more like that movie with Bilbo Baggins and uh, uh, Will uh, Will Smith. Will Smith and uh, the guy that was uh, with uh, River Ben Affleck. It. The guy with Ben Affleck. You know, River, ben, ben, yeah, ben, Affleck's, ben Affleck's lesser talented uh, friend. Yeah, River runs through it. No, it was Bilbo Bagger Vance. Bilbo Bagger Vance. That was it. Um, it's more like it's more about not just knowing the course, but it's also about knowing your guy I, and saying like, Hey, um, even though I'm an African American and it's 1920. Do you I think they ripped off Caddyshack too in that movie Bagger Vance where he was hitting in the dark? Like the dude from Caddyshack was hitting in the dark. I think Bagger Vance stole from Caddyshack too. Yeah, that's what, okay. Then we're grants. So we don't need to talk any further. We're good. That we're good there. I almost dang you so hard right then. Um, <laughs> I didn't go but, far with it though. Cut it off quick. I wanted to go so far with that one. Um, but Jimbo, in cycling terms, of course, is at best a domestique. A food runner? I feel like you're allergic to the word ding. I don't know why you're doing this to me. A domestique? Well, we've used that because you've used so many. I would have to ding them all. We'd be just here all day dinging. Ding, 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 ding. How dare we educate our public? But no mistake, but that's sexual. We this is a family pod. You said we couldn't talk about like non-family stuff. A domestique is someone who deals in whips and chains and stuff. No, domestique. I seen it on I seen it on that HBO special. All right, cut that last part out. Gosh, almighty, it's a family pod. This is not a dirty word. What is this like? Nazi German? Gracious. The words we can talk about guns, but we can't say in this country. It's right there for you. Why couldn't you go with the guy, only guy that could don't like Jordan? Domestique. Domestique. Oh! Ah, I got you. He went to um, Georgia. You know what a domestique is, of course. Um, those are the guys that ride ahead of you to shield the wind for you. Yeah, these all guys, it's like a team of five guys, and four of them are like, yeah, you're not going to win. You're going to sell yourself out. Cycling Everybody acts like it's an individual sport, except for our listeners. But it's really, it's a pack mentality. There's the alpha, and then there's the other four. A bunch of people. That's my last one. I won't tell you. You slipped that one in so hard. Nice. See what Jimbo is on. Hey, it's if you've watched um, Three are Amigos. Back, are, are we dinging back to that? Okay. No. Okay. Jimbo is dogs. When we talk, that's why I said Dane, because when we talk together, one of us gets cut out. Yeah, Jimbo. And I, I go, I know the guy that does the editing, so it's going to be you. And I don't want your anything, the <laughs> pearls you throw before me, the swine just, of this podcast, to be lost. All right, um, Jimbo. Jimbo is, in cycling terms, what's known as on a breakaway. He was on a heater. I okay. call it a heater. You're, you're not. You're not going to ding breakaway. Okay. No. no who doesn't know what a breakaway is? You don't know. You in any sport, you can relate to what a breakaway is. He's breaking away from the pack. He's getting excited. And I'm sorry. I'm on, sorry. He's what going on a heater. What did you say? He's breaking away from the pack. No, it's called the peloton. No, that's the bike that all these idiots bought during COVID. Well, I hate that you offend even one of our listeners out there. That's getting their selves together and in shape with riding a Peloton bike. The name Peloton comes from the pack in cycling. You're welcome. What'd you learn today? A Peloton is actually a pack in cycling. Thank you. My mom thinks you're dumb. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Um, but if he doesn't watch it, he will quickly be in the gruppetto. So wait, he's in the pack, but then he's going to be in the gruppetto. 
If he doesn't, if he doesn't watch it, okay. the group head though is the group that gets left by the alpha. Okay. Which in this case would be Lord Saban. You know what's in, shocking about this whole thing, and I mean, is this, how cumbersome of an explanation this has become. Adam White would be so proud. I still use the metaphor from the time like you pissed White off so bad in the dugout because he had told you like a twenty-minute story he could tell you in two, and you said, "Hey, Petty, come here. White's got this really cool story. He'll tell it to you for twenty minutes, but it should only take two. And man, it got him so mad. And I still remember that because he got so mad. I feel like you just did that to me. I'm a big fan of summarizing. <laughs> and Adam was not in that instance, and you let him know. No, I do that daily. Still? I do that. Oh, I, oh, I'm big on that. I'm big on nagging people about like, I'm sorry, can you go ahead and get to the point? <laughs> I mean, because I'm going to die. I mean, not today. Not tomorrow. 80 years from now, I'm going to die. And I'll know that you just took up 13 minutes of my life <laughs> telling a story that should really take one. I deliberately did that so that, um, because I'm just so shocked. Can you actually believe that an SEC team would pay money to a high school player to come to their school? That's no, shocking. Man. No, not with what's all offered. At the college level, I mean, you're talking about free rooms and food, and books, scholarships, and girlfriends. Wait, do they promise girlfriends to them? I, I think that's – yeah, of course they do. I think it's just kind of implied, right? Like, <laughs> they give them four letters, B-M-O-C. Um, yeah, I am shocked that there's implications of people, everybody in a recruiting class getting paid. I mean, well, yeah, everybody. I mean, but he did recruit 30 people, and and Saban claimed that he gave a bag to 25. And Dion has come out and said, y'all don't know that I, I know where the bag, who the bag men are and where the bags are dropped. Um, and I think, like, I remember one time, where an SEC team may have cheated. What, what, what I had meant to say was allegedly, um, allegedly, because a good Christian boy like you would never do nothing like that. That's, that's right. And this was a rogue program that one time gave possibly the greatest offensive lineman ever, like $600. And access to a rental car, is yeah, that right? and that was it. And gave, no, they gave some family member scholarships. Let's not. Let's go ahead and be forthright. You can give a scholarship. That's not illegal. Based on merit, was it based on merit, Petty? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The merit is you're related to many, the greatest offensive lineman. How many? How many? History. How many players on that team in their history have merited a scholarship? There's been a bunch that that's debatable. My God, there's people out there that say Cooper might have been the best. I don't want to get. I'm, I'm done with that. I'm done with that family. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I never laugh into the mic, but God, you just you got me there. So I looked into it, and actually, I didn't know this, of course. Because I was not alive, except for during this first one. Actually, SEC coaches have had beef before, and I've got four good instances for you here. Um, do you know why Georgia? We're going to talk is, about the beef for this one, or are we just that we're, this beef that's going on is the outlier to get us into the beef. You want to talk about this beef? No, let's come back to it. I kind of like that we didn't really talk about this beef at all, but somehow it weirdly. Was uh, well, I don't really understand the beef. To other beef. I don't really understand the beef. I feel like Saban kind of um, aired. It's, it's aired not really a beef. It was say Saban say. Look, man, it, it was Saban using his influence to stop something before it gets too insane that he knows 
that that honestly even Bama can't keep up with. And it's stupid because it, it is and, and what the funny thing is is the way it, he is right. Now <laughs> the the farce of cheating, no cheating, whatever, we can we can go in, into that, but you can't use it as inducements, and that's all he said. Like like our boy Spurrier said, he didn't say anything that wasn't true. Um, Wait, but, when you say with the, that Alabama can't keep up with, but financially, they can't keep up with well, what A&M well, did this year. Okay, what, what what's the high number on the slush fund you've heard for A and M? Yeah. Oh Lord, what's, what was what was the total? God, you put me on the spot, and if you would have not, I probably could have spit it out. Well, I you mean, what, planned it, this it was, whole episode. It was around two hundred million, I believe. Oh no, I mean honestly, what are they paying these twenty-five players? They're not going to pay them two hundred million. That's stupid. I mean, come on, what six million? Combine. No, combine nothing to get twenty-five players is six million dollars, right? No, that that's the high number I've heard. What did they promise them in NIL? Two hundred fifty thousand dollars a piece? No, man. It's so that's not even you're not even in the ballpark. That's a, no, no. I mean, not. people have thrown out twenty million, twenty five million, thirty million, but no one's thrown out two hundred million. Yeah, what do they have in the kitty? Yeah, maybe not two hundred, but yeah, it's like thirty. It's what twenty thirty? Is that what it is? You think they promised each one of these players a million dollars? Yeah, you're insane. No, They're not going to pay each petty. No, I'm not. You can't believe that they offered each one of these players. Uh, maybe some of them got five hundred, but some of them probably got offered two. two. Man, dude, freaking before this was even a thing, and the reason they're getting offered more now, um, and it's probably a bad thing. Uh, what, oh, what's his name? Nicobe Dean at Georgia, who dropped like a rock in the thing. It's probably bad for him. He didn't come out in the NIL. Heck, he got what. Five hundred thousand go to Georgia before the NIL. So yeah, it's yeah these guys are yeah allegedly, allegedly yeah okay, allegedly. Um, yeah, I, I believe that kind of. There's a kid that's about to make eight million to go to Tennessee from California. So that's not in one year. He has the potential if he stays all four years and meets certain things like All American, Heisman, and they win a national championship. Don't just say he's offered $8 million. That's not true. Let's lay the whole thing on the table. The kid in Tennessee? Yeah, the quarterback. Yeah. I can't pronounce his name, and I won't learn it. Yeah. Because he's going to get sacked a thousand times by Will Anderson. It don't matter, man. It's all going to get broken here when the next Shea Patterson gets paid and sucks. So, be okay. Patty, I listened to uh, the the Fine Mom show today. I want to bang myself right now so hard. Cool. Wait, but, so do you not believe that? So you don't believe Saban? You don't believe that they made the type of money that all twenty-five of them? No, the high number that I believe that I've actually heard incredible sources is six million dollars to get twenty-five players. There's no way they paid a million dollars per player. That's that's just dumb. That's just throwing cash away why do you think Saban's speaking out against other coaches he wouldn't do this normally man he's Saban's go, this is the tad bit out of character for Saban to go as far as he's going with it let's just go back listeners to minute four when I said he is a road captain <laughs> all right so there was other feuds we every we don't no need to recap this everybody in the country knows that um Saban threw out the bait and the two big dumbasses took it so all right you promised Petty this is a family pod. I did. Jeez, I'm going to ding myself right now. All right, ding. All right. Ding. There were... No. Yeah, you're insane. And you're Googling right now as we try to podcast and put a good product. Oh, yeah. Good. Hold that up. It lets me know you're really bought into this whole process. I have no you Googly in front of me. Do you know why Georgia Tech is not in the SEC? Let me tell you. They were. I don't know yeah. why they left. Well, let me tell Georgia, you. Georgia, did they get mad? Nope. Uh, in 1958, one Mr. Uh, Bear Bryant, heard, he heard a phone call. You know who was on that phone call? Mama. Mama. Yep. She called and went back to uh, the greatest college ever. And they weren't a good program. It was, it was basically Junction Boys 2.0. But by 1961... Bear had recruited some talent, and they played Georgia Tech. 
absolutely clobbered them in a 14 to nothing game. And the quarterback for Georgia Tech was hurt by a quote unquote, according to uh, the coach of Georgia Tech at the time, Mr. Bobby Dodd. If you notice that name, that's that's where the stadium. Yep. Bobby Dodd said, uh, you, you should find that player. Uh, you should, you should, you should suspend him. And Bear Brown's like, what are you talking about, man? Uh, am I supposed to teach him how not to tackle hard? And Bobby Dodd went on this whole offseason thing about like, oh, Bear Brown's teaching dirty plays and illegal plays. Well, 1963, they played again, and wouldn't you know it, Alabama won. A lot of people say it's because of their higher academic standard. It's because they were getting the, their teeth kicked in by Alabama Georgia Tech in 1964 left the SEC. Well, if that was the case, wouldn't everybody have left the SEC? Well, that was in 1964 was his first championship. But, no, they were enjoying the paychecks just like they are now. Thank you, Missouri, for making our conference sucker. Suckier. They make Thank you, sense. South Carolina. Thank you, State. Thank you, State. Hold a parade. You won a championship. Man, they did real well last night. Wait, what was last night? What what happened? Um, they got beat twenty seven to two. That's I, I don't really who gives about college baseball. Crap, crap no, about college man. baseball. You promised the listeners of this podcast <laughs> rely on our words, Petty. Jim, a nitty Christmas. What was it? Volleyball? Who cares? What, what's going on right now? Was what? 27 to 2. What are you talking about? Yeah, a baseball game. That's pretty hey. bad. How do you win a national title and lose 27 Let's to 2? Let's go back baseball? to the fact that you wanted to include in my Super Conference, which is a great episode. Go back and listen to it on season two, Super Conference. Wait, has Super Conference even come out yet? No, because you, yeah, why are we? I, I, this is, I'm, well, I can say whatever I want on this because it's never going to hit the daggum airwaves. Patty? Follow la 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 day. Hey, you know what? Dang. Hey, whatever right. I want. This last weekend, the wife and the light of day. Petty. Yep. I I said ding. You have to respect the ding. This past weekend, honestly, my wife and I and the son uh, went up to a fantastic hotel, and uh, it's got Wind Creek in Atmore. Fantastic. The whole family went down. Really enjoyed the fantastic food. Fantastic entertainment. You ever been to Wind Creek? I won a lot of money one time at Wind Creek. Did you go to the one? You went to the one in Montgomery, right? Yeah. It's the only one I know of. No. Well, we went right up the road here uh, in Atmore. Um, So if you're ever coming down to the beach, please stop off. Uh, The uh, PCI, they, uh, I mean, it's an absolutely amazing. They put on a great show, a great food, great casino. I mean, absolutely fantastic here in Alabama. Um, I've been at this game for a while now. It's about soul, rhythm, a feeling. Playing your heart out with a little bit of flavor and a whole lot of cool. And round here, baby. We got it all. Introducing the new Wind Creek Casino in Hotel Montgomery. Find your winning moment. All right, let's go back. BFFs Jackie Sherrill and Billy Brewer apparently had some beef. You know anything about this? A little bit. Wait, did Ole Miss and Mississippi State used to, like, not like each other? There's... They've back in the day. Way back in the day. Way back. They're good now. Pre-game, have they ever had any kind of dust-ups? Few, few pillow fights. Oh. I honestly, next to this, I could have written the story, but I, I, I'm going to let you run here. This is your time to run with the whole, whole Ole Miss Mississippi State. This is your time to let – spread your wings, man. Spread your wings right here. My dad viewed the Mississippi State Ole Miss game as a prize fighter viewed a prize fight. If hands didn't throw that day and somebody didn't go down, it wasn't a good day. 
Um, and I'm not making that up. It's funny you bring that up on the Ole Miss message board this week. Uh, someone's like, hey, I'm bored. And with this feud going on, what was the best feud you remember with a state fan or the worst? And I'm like, well, the worst or the most entertaining? And I mean, I re- I've got five or six off the top with my dad. Wait, you're saying those are synonyms. Yeah. like Worst means actually best. Yeah. <laughs> why do you, why, why do you consider it bad? You can, you can take things in life. However you want. I can, I choose to you take promise, it. Petty, hold on. That is not a bad word. You weren't talking about the place. You know that. <laughs> you got me talking about pops. You're four for four. All right, I'm. I'm just. I family, family. Go ahead and turn it off because we about to get real. This is like a Chapman pod when he's like quoting John McClane verbatim. Let's not. I'm not saying you can drop the f word, but Petty, I don't want to censor you. Spread your wings, brother. Um. Yeah, man, they hate each other. It's been great. No, I feel like I totally curtailed it. You did. What do you? What do you? What do you want to hear? My dad. Um, you want to hear the story? Like I do. I do. Which, I do. I do. Verbatim. When I was uh twelve, it was uh thir- twelve or thirteen. It was nineteen ninety two. Egg Bowl. It was uh sleeting. Uh, the Ole Miss State fans remembered it as a stand. Ole Miss held State a bunch of plays at the end of the game. Ole Miss won. Yada yada. We're leaving the game, and that's where the fireworks. You know, for the fans thought. Were, were over for the Petty family. They had just begun. I was uh, walking back to the car and a car full of state uh, students told me they were going to shove my flag up my... You're um, a child. You're a child. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was a 13-year-old kid and a st- carload of st- state students. And internally, you know, my dad acted mad, but I'm pretty sure, like, he was excited. He was happy that this happened. Oh, but the rage. Oh, the rage. yeah. And you know, Dax. Oh, what happened in the game? What happened in the game? Uh, Ole Miss won 17 to 10 because that's what we do. Uh, Jackie Sherrill was acting like acting like he, like he we cheated because, I don't know, Billy Brewer. Billy Brewer and Sherrill were getting their thing going at that time. And um, no Ole Miss won, man. Come on. Come on, now. Come on, man. What are you talking about? Hammer versus Nail? <laughs> Who won that fight? Who won that Practice? fight? So, Dad, as soon as I want to shove the flag gets out of their mouth, Dad bull charges the the door and tries to rip it open, and they've locked it. And he says, "You know, come on, you cowards, get out of here!" I'm and and they they you know get the window down. And said, "Oh, we don't want to whip an old man's." And I'll never forget. He said, "No, you don't want to go back to the trailer and tell your mama that an old man beat your eyes shut." And man, he's got his arms up and whew, good times. Wait, hey, this isn't one person in the car. No, this is a car load of students. There's at least, I don't know, four or five students in the car. Dad's ready to whip every one of them. That was great. They wouldn't get out of the car. It's awesome. All right, hold on. Then there was the night, that was 92. The 90 at brawl that broke out on the field. 1990 was in Jackson, and we're in the stadium, and Dad's so excited that a fight's happening on the field. I'll never forget it. Oh, uh, oh, State was punting, and the Ole Miss punt returner drops the punt. And man, it's like 10 seconds after he drops it, some State guy comes in and waylays him, and a bench clear ensues. And all it took was from some State fan behind us to say, well, Ole Miss started it, and that's all my dad needed to hear. <laughs> to turn around and you know, he was you know they were fighting. Dad was ready to fight. He this is that this is that Vault Hemingway. No, this is back when they played the game in Jackson. Ninety was actually the last year they played it in Jackson. The last year it was in Jackson. They had a huge brawl, and then in ninety one they moved it back to the campuses. It went to Starkville, and then ninety two it was in Oxford. And Oxford was the year that I got the the flag threat. Ninety five was the year. Ninety five was on, the. Let me stop just for a second. Who was y'all's Pat Dye? who said like they should be played on campus and instead of being the iron bowl always played in that ashtray of a stadium legion field well i think the schools actually because the stadium they had actually started finally upgrading the stadiums and the city of jackson was taking so much of the gate that both of them agreed mutual i think it was a mutual agreeing to agreements between that's the exact same thing that happened in Alabama. Yeah, they're like, is man, Jackson, is Jackson a midway point? Because Birmingham is totally not. No, a midway they both point. went south. Like both schools went south. Like yeah. 
Ole Miss, Ole Miss went two hours south, and State had to go an hour and a half south to get to Jackson. No, just, Ole Miss went two and a half, and State went an hour and a half to get to Jackson. Oh, so it's not even – hey, let's play the game in, uh, down on the beach at Hattiesburg or something no, like that. Tupelo, Tupelo would have been in the middle. Yeah. Well, does Tupelo have a uh, – no. never mind. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, no. 1995, because I remember one of the first things about knowing you – this was actually when I moved over after the football season in, in uh, whatever year it was, 10th grade. Um, knowing you um, was how hyped you would get. Like, uh, just I can't wait for the pregame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the game. Yeah. yeah that's... And, and as an Alabama fan, I was like, what? What are you talking like, What are you talking about? And I was like, there's about to be some hands thrown up. And it was just like I mean, Miami versus Florida State. It was like, oh, oh you think you're good? In 1989, it was just like this known thing. There was like this line of demarcation in the stadium in Jackson where the fans met. And that year, it was either 88 or 89, I actually sat on it. And I was an Ole Miss fan. And there was this kid. And, man, I didn't know much about what was going on in the game. I, I hardly knew about football at this time. But I knew he had maroon on, and I hated him. So we just stared at each other throughout the game. And when Ole Miss would do something good, I'd stare him down. And when State would do something good, he would stare me down. And on that day, State won. And I think that was kind of the moment where I was like, I hate them. And forever. I don't, forever. Forever, yeah. yeah. Forever. I want all that is bad to happen to your team. Yeah, you know, your, your wings are, your wings are quick. So, okay, your wings 90, are quick. Not, not, so this is just, it's all budding. Put the MA on this one. Hold on. Also, when you said that your uh, dad looked behind you, I thought, wow, how bad are they at seating? Because you should not intermingle those two fans, basically. Oh, no. They, I know of how much they hate. Well, yeah, well, the stadiums had to meet. You had to meet somewhere. They had to – I mean, there was no, like – you couldn't just have, a like, a <laughs> a section split. So, it was the, that line in the end zone. It was great. Great. Yeah, there should be caution tape. There should be caution tape all <laughs> over that area. Oh, well, and I, th- I think in – it was the 1981, and this was before me. Ole Miss had a quarterback who, you know, scored on the end zone, and I think there was a pass interference. It was horse crap against <laughs> Mississippi State for Ole Miss. And he flipped off the state student section, and it was right where that line met, and all kind of brawls broke out. So, 95, state beats the crap out of Ole Miss. Um, Greg Favors has seven sacks against Ole Miss this day. Raining, all kind of crap. Me, Dad's drinking bourbon. And I noticed at this point, we're for some reason sitting behind the state bench in Oxford this day, and the state players are starting to taunt the Ole Miss fans. And I'm looking up at the scoreboard scoreboard or something. And we're maybe 10 rows from this happening. I look up at the scoreboard, which was just enough time to give my dad to look back and him to be gone. And there's a bevy of Ole Miss fans throwing cups and drinks. And my dad's is full of bourbon and, and, and Sprite. And, of course, I see his flying at the state bench. And Greg, Wait, were they selling were they selling spirits? Yeah, in SEC stadiums, yeah. they they sold yeah. beer and and white claws and yeah, yeah, we didn't do any. Yeah, we were doing this. It was all on up and up. Um, hold on. My favorite part was my no, dad. No, let's not let's not just skip through that. How'd you get my dad full Randy Marsh in it, like to the state players? Like, come on, man, come on to come the players. Yo, yes, dad was to, dad was ready to like. Well, the players were taunting fans, and my dad was. I was seriously ten rows there watching my dad. Tell SEC linebackers, you know, I'll, I'll whip your, I'll whip. Your <laughs> All right. First off, I, I honestly believe if they had stopped that car in the previous story, your dad would have whooped all. Oh, the I, I fully believe a thousand it. times yes. No, and I'm not, I'm not uh, him. I wouldn't have whipped them all. He would have though. He's, he was crazy. I'm a tall person. I'm, I was. What, six inches <laughs> taller than your dad? Yeah, I don't well, know. yeah. Dad was shorter than me. Probably 40 pounds more. Uh, I mean, I'm 240 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. Everybody knows that on this podcast. If you listen to the – go back and listen to Weight Loss brought to you by Sally. That's a funny one. Uh, according to Petty, it was not funny according to me because I lived it. Um, but your dad, the intensity with which he would – Randomly, randomly <laughs> say stuff. I mean, I cocked off to an offensive lineman who looked like he could play today uh, in a bar, and your dad was like, ah, he's okay. 
to the offensive lineman, and I was like, thank you. Thank you, DP Senior. Thank you so much for saving my life several times. Let's not get into that thing myself. But to the Mississippi State football players, I mean, I I don't back him in that fight. No man, that again. Dad saw the egg bowls prize fight. <laughs> so it didn't end with Billy Brewer. What about Tuberville and and the whole? Uh, was Jackie Cheryl gone by then? When was um, I feel like Jackie. No, the kid, like, no. Cheryl, was, Cheryl was there through Cutcliffe, man. God, was he there for twenty years? God, Cheryl was there for a while, man. He was there from ninety one. Until 2003, so 12 years. It felt like 20, though, because those no. years were longer. I think it was he was there in, like, when was it, 84? Billy Brewer? No, that was Rocky. That, that was Rocky Felker. Your name and names. Uh, also, Nick Saban makes 46 times what Gene Stallings ever made every year. Um, Rightfully so. I want to talk not about today's Lane Kiffin, because – uh, in my mind, I say 20 years and it means 1990. So long time ago, Lane Kiffin had a beef. All right. We need to do a whole podcast about yeah, just, whole, well, whole by the way, things. Billy Brewer did call, uh, Jackie Sherrill habitual liar on a golf course. And then he had a 50 caliber bullet engraved on his office desk that said guaranteed to kill habitual liars from one mile away. I don't know what if, if he was insinuating he would kill Jackie Sherrill or not. I don't know. That's pretty deep. I swear in my notes right here, I wrote beef, Jackie Sherrill, Billy Brewer, underline, long line, and I wrote let Petty run. <laughs> and then the only little note I have for this game is, or the only uh, note I have for this beef is, Habitual liar. Habitual liar. What a great line. He's an habitual liar. That's like such such an old man on the porch with the tea. That habitual liar. No, it's it's what you tell to anybody. Like, no, man, he's not a liar. He's not just a liar. No, he's an habitual liar. Like, he makes a habit out of lying. Yeah. Uh, But the thing was, he was telling the truth. what, what, What about the... What? He had a bullet made up? There was a bullet on his desk that was for a fifty caliber gun. So, you know, these bullets, I, you know, if you've got ESP and Nocho, I'm holding my hands up now. Like, yeah. Big bullet. Um, that was engraved, guaranteed to kill habitual or hit a, kill habitual liars from a mile away. I mean, that yeah, was- I think those bullets can go like four miles when fired, yeah. fired from the right cannon. Like, that's insane. That's a heck of an insinuation. And I don't so like, wait, Jim, wow. I mean, all Jimbo said was that Saban was a narcissist. Billy Brewer was talking about, I'll kill you from a mile away. First off, what SEC <laughs> coach isn't a narcissist? No, you have, you have to be. Steve Spurrier definitely isn't. And I'll kill you. Like, Hugh what? Freeze was giving Bible verses while getting hand. Hey, He's not narcissistic now, at hey. all. Let's just. We're a family pod, Petty. I know I let your wings fly, but when you get truth bombing on this. Oh, we can't tell right. truth? Because uh, then Jimbo Fisher doesn't Alleged. need to come on your show. Then Jimbo Alleged. Fisher doesn't need to come on the show if we can't tell if we're telling truth bombs hurt. Allegedly. Allegedly. And when a reporter asks you a question three times, you cut him off and say, like, oh, he's a great one, right? <laughs> that, was, that was so. He kept waiting for that reporter to ask a question. He's like, "Oh, we gonna walt him? He's God, right? He's God." I mean, but let's be real here. You saw it, and we all saw it. Jimbo was on the verge of really dropping some real bombs a few times. And I look, man, what's he gonna drop? What's he gonna drop? The stuff that we know, the thing, the code. He was about to break code bad. He was about to break some real code. He was that butt hurt. He was so butthurt, he was about to break some code that you absolutely don't break in that 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 arena. Petty, you saw everybody, um, I, look, I'm saying something everybody saw but don't want to talk about. Jimbo was about to drop some serious crap. Petty, in uh, June of 2024, do you want some real traffic to go yeah. to your uh, website? Why don't you drop two words? <laughs> <laughs> Those two words that I've 
sent to you. Dude, I'm saving them just for the right time. It's not right yet. (laughs) Yeah, that's why (laughs) our super conference isn't out yet. Because you won't drop two words. I'll drop two words and super conference sees the light of day. Are you holding my are you holding That's my line of demarcation? That's our feud. That has nothing That's to do with That's our coach's feud. A has nothing to do with B, and neither one of them even knows about C. You son of a gun. Please put two words out there, but I want to drop two words of truth on you, Jameis Winston. Who got the bag? What is he gonna drop? Are we gonna talk? Hey, did you write down Philip Fulmer and Steve Spurrier? Petty, I, the one caveat in your timeline was not to go ahead. I was talking about Lane Kiffin and Urban. Oh, Myers. Lane Kiffin. Oh, oh, yeah. Let's do that one. Lane Kiffin knows about. I, I've already written down what we're going to do, but you want to jump ahead? Well, I was trying, you told me no, I only no, had no, an no, hour. No, I wanted no, to no, talk no, about no, some no, stuff. No, you told no, me no, I had an hour. No, no. no you give me no. an hour. And say, talk. you wrote the rundown. I don't want to even hear it. You've done so much research. I I haven't done a lot of well, research for this. Well, let's jump to number four. We'll go back to number three. No, let's get what's Phil, Paul, Phil Fulmer versus everybody versus the world versus Logan Young. No, versus well, let's staircases start, let's start, in Memphis. Let's start versus, with him versus uh, the King. major, the major. Oh, okay. So Darth Plagueis the Wise had the ability to bring life back, like reincarnation. Promised life. Promise life. Wait, when were they good? He promised, like, uh, we can return, make we can make Tennessee great again. Yeah. When were they ever good? Were they ever good? Really, this promise of well, I can make you great again, dude. Well, in the end, Darth Plagueis was training a dude that was a little more evil than him and better oh. at it. Um, thank you, Petty, for being on. You always give us such great entertainment. Phil Fulmer, who, who did he go after? Well, he was a cheater, right? He only went after well, he went major? after he the major first. He went after Johnny Majors and he won that battle. But then he didn't go after like anybody at Alabama coaching per se. He went after the university as a whole. Like I cuz there wasn't like a Saban figure really. I mean, he got now, now Stallings was the victim, but I don't remember him I remember them just taking him going at Bama. I mean, there was some fallout. There were some boosters that that ended up down staircases. And, and you know, <laughs> How dare. too soon, Petty. Too soon. <laughs> Twenty five years too soon. Um, okay. We all regret the passing of Malmore's teammate who didn't know. But what Phil didn't realize is why he was biting off Alabama. There was a visor brewing in the swamp. That he, he could ruined. not handle. It was, it was whooping. He could not handle it. Hey, Petty, what was uh um the fourth greatest Manning ever's record against uh UF? Uh, well, he's the only Manning that doesn't know how to beat UF. <laughs> Cooper did. Yeah, Cooper. All name a Manning, and they could beat Florida. Archie, Martin beat him. Eli, twice. Arch when he comes to Alabama? Who's that? Arch when he goes to Texas. Loser. Yep. Dang right. Um, he's, when he he's, comes de- to Bama, he's dead to me. 4-0, I guess. About if he that. comes to um, Bama, I'll be okay with him. Did he go after Dubose? And he couldn't come to the coaches meeting? What I mean, was, that's, what? That's, picking on, that's, yeah, that's picking on the low fruit. Well, Dubose did beat Steve Superior. Did, Twice in 60 days. I mean, we well, had Freddie Mellons. When Freddie Mellons wanted to play, he was Palmer good. When he did Eddie, want to play, he ain't getting off this bus. I ain't getting off this <laughs> bus. When he didn't want to play, he made Allen Iverson's practice regiment look strong. Look, no, look weak, I would say, because this whole team ain't getting off this bus. 
<laughs> because we ain't following Tyler Watts, who's definitely better than Andrew Zell. I mean, ridiculous. No, he not, was not even close well, to they as both good were. as Andrew Zell. Well, agree to disagree. Watts couldn't throw. All he could do was run. So I could at least throw. You give the ball on jet sweep. What are you talking Stupid offense. Zal was the best. Ding, 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 ding. All right. All right. This Urban. is – for some reason, this was your uh, favorite – all right, Lane Kiffin. We want to talk about Lane Kiffin real quick. Real quick, real quick. Lane right. Kiffin, has he ever gone after people? Uh, he went after Urban Meyer and something like, you cheated and you still you didn't get <laughs> – Nukees Richardson, who is a wide receiver, five-star wide receiver. Completely worth where, completely worth calling him out over. Well, why not call out him sweeping murders and allegedly sweeping murders and rapes under the rug? But the whole, I'm only here for like six months anyway, guys. I don't, I don't really actually care. Um, but you cheated to try to get this wide receiver five-star. And we got him anyway, Urban. Like, God, little jab. Hey, a little jab on the way out to the door. And he was wrong about it. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, apparently, when he said you, you're not supposed to call a recruit while they're on another team's campus. Which is not illegal. Yeah, which is not illegal. He was wrong. Wait, but the whole thing about uh, little- he, got, he got fired at USC. Basically, he was Mike Shulwood when you're. Let me explain. He was Mike Shula because Mike Shula had heavy sanctions, but he was a great coach, and USC had great sanctions against them. And yeah. it was like, oh, you get to recruit 12 players? Thanks so much, Pete. Um, I'm supposed to compete in the Pac-12. If he had stayed there, do you realize how good they would be? Be right now. He, he made our Oklahoma's coach. He made Matt Barkley. He made Matt Barkley a top draft pick, and nobody's heard of him since. Wait, do you remember uh, his senior schedule? That was his t- first Blake Sims. He had Tank yeah. Amari. Am I right? <laughs> Which will lead to our next podcast: How <laughs> Alabama players versus the world. Alabama. Former players in the NFL will defeat Petty's any three teams. Three Look teams. Look forward to that. It'll come out July of 20. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm well, not, Wyoming's going to be one of my teams. I actually don't think. Who? Who do they have? Look how you better look at the Buffalo Bills quarterback, son. Did he play at Wyoming? I think so. I hope so. Not a real dumb. The wind is always bad in Laramie. I'm an eight-man, I'm an eight-man.